gentlemen. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Royal Ramble. I'm your host, as always, John Kevin Cole. Got my belt back. Got my show back. Lyndon, I see you in the chat, my friend. You said, wait, are my boys back? LOL. Well, some of us are back. Some of us have moved on to other things. I'm here. Roscoe's back. But we got some new friends. And right now, I want to introduce you guys to all, all the new cast. We have Sonny Salem. Jonathan Wangland, of course, Tommy Thompson. I'm John Covey Cole. Guys, welcome to the Royal Ramble. It's damn good to be here, Mr. Covey Cole. Thank you. Absolutely. Hello, Neverland. I'm, I'm excited, Tommy. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, good to see you. It's been a while. Hey, I appreciate the Christmas presents. That was awfully kind of you. Oh, you're welcome. You know, hardworking man like yourself. If I got to make sure I take care of you, you know, my, my softball teammate and all that jazz. So, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I got you the same thing I got you last year. So big fat. Just a different color, right? No, it's the same color. Same same piece of brown bullshit. <laughs> We're not here to talk about myself. We're here to talk wrestling. Guys, I'm so glad you joined me. Jonathan's up in New York. Sonny's in Canada. I'm uh, in Southern West Virginia. Tommy's in Southern West Virginia. We're kind of all over the place. We find us somebody on the West Coast. We're good. And if not, oh well. We're all over the world now. The ramble is going to be taken over soon. Tommy, I really yeah. appreciate this, man. I'm going to put it down. This is kind of heavy on the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I know the feeling. I know you do. Uh, yes, guys, we put out some polls earlier this week. Uh, actually, I think it was last week. The Ramblies. Mm-hmm. Time for our year-end awards. Everybody's doing them. So I was like, hey, why don't we put some out and let the Ramblers vote on them? Sonny, I know you shared them some places. Jonathan, you shared them, Tommy. And we got a culmination of votes from the fans. And we always say this is a show for the fans, by the fans. So I don't think there's any sense in beating around the bush. We might as well go ahead and get started. Uh, That being said, First up this week is who was the best female face in 2020? Tommy, I'm going to let you take a stab at this. Who do you think was the best female face in 2020? I want to see if you line up with the Ramblers. Okay. I, I will have to say people probably picked uh, Sasha Banks on this one. Well, that just shows that you don't know nothing about the people because the people picked Rhea Ripley on this one, my friend. Whoa. That shocked me. Hey. I mean, we're going to go through these kind of fast because we got to talk pros. We got to talk cons. We got to talk weekly uh, three. We we got a lot to get to today. I'm going to keep it moving, Tommy. You're wrong. I, I wish I was keeping a tally here. Then then I could tell you how many <laughs> you got wrong at the end of the segment here. Well, I'm uh, over, Let's go ahead and move on to female. Who was the best female heel in 2020? John, I'm going to pass this one to you, my friend. Who do you think 
got voted as the best female heel in 2020? Well, if anybody else gets it, I have to say that it, it might be crazy because it's got to be Nia Jax. Well, uh, they didn't agree with you. They picked Bailey as the best heel. And my, myself, I was surprised because I thought it was going to be Britt Baker. Yeah, I did too. There's there's some of these I'm surprised of what the fans picked. And I'm like, wow, well, well, that's that's surprising. With Nia Jax, she's the most cringy performer on the roster. I, I was sure that people were going to pick that one. But is it good heat or go home heat? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, she broke everybody's fingers so they couldn't vote. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and keep it moving. We'll go over to the male side of things. Sonny, this is your question. Who do you think the Ramblers voted for? Who was the best male face in 2020? Hmm, I'm going to go with Moxley here. Moxley is a good pick, but once again, the Ramblers aren't with us, guys. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, Moxley coming second. Uh, Drew McIntyre won 40%, so he won pretty convincingly. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised, too. Um, this is this is not a good way to start out the, the new year with a new cast. We're putting out these uh, our picks, and we've all been wrong so far. <laughs> so if you guys don't if you guys want to tune in to to watch a show that people have no idea what the hell they're talking about come watch the royal ramble there we go (laughs) uh i'm gonna skip myself obviously because you know i got the answers right here in front of me so that wouldn't necessarily be fair i'll get back to you tommy who do you think was the best male heel in 2020 chris jericho Really? I love Jericho, but that's Oh, I love Jericho too, but yeah, I, I think he, he's probably the best. It, it's either between him or Fiend, but I, I think people would pick Jericho because, uh, yeah. Well, I think Jer- you're a stupid idiot, to be honest with you. Put that on your list. <laughs> MJF's the winner, old bud. Wow. What do you mean? Well, how, how could you go against that? I voted for MJF. John, did you vote for MJF? Absolutely. MJF it was for me too. Sonny, who'd you vote for? 100% MJF. That's got to be MJF, Tommy. Come on, bro. Wow. I mean, Tommy, uh, the guy just knocked out a kid who just lost his father. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, that's when you know you're invested in your gimmick. And you're Absolutely. All right. You got uh, a point. Yeah. Uh, Orton come in second. So it wasn't the Fiend or um, who was the first one you said, Tommy? Jericho. Uh, yeah, Jericho. J- Jericho's not really doing the I mean, he's doing the thing, but he's he's kind of in the business of putting everybody else over right now. Yeah. Unless he's on commentary that he wants everybody on this this side of the Mississippi to hear him. Tommy, I love you, but you're wrong again. Let's move on to uh tag teams. Uh John, I'm gonna pass this one to you. Who do you think the Ramblers picked for who was the best tag team in twenty twenty? I think the Ramblers went with the right pick here and it's gonna be F T R. Well, I'll tell you what, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again. Whoa. Sonny, do you agree with that? Was, is that what you voted also? No, I went the North for of sure. Of course you did. We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Absolutely. Tommy, what about you? Did you vote for them? I did actually vote for them. Yes, I did. Good, good. Good man. All right, well, uh, let's see. Um, 27% of the votes won that for um, 
FTR, and second place was Omega and Hangman. So the the South wasn't even nowhere near near. I mean, the North, the East. <laughs> that that one tag team. In all fairness, in my polls that I did up in Canada, they ranked pretty high. Well, that's because you guys are confused up there. That's all that is. <laughs> no, we're loyal. We're loyal. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move on, Sonny. This was I'm gonna pass to you. I think is it, is it Sonny's turn? Yeah, it's Sonny's turn. Yes. Uh, who was the most underrated in 2020? Mm, I'll go Her with Orange Landers. Cassidy here. Orange Cassidy. Um. Well, we're we got we've had one right out of this whole time. The answer is the little mini man, John Silver. What? I know, right? I was upset too. John <laughs> freaking Silver. I've tried to like it's this all guy. That- it's not the same. I mean, this this guy is just, and I, I I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's his look. He yeah. looks like an overgrown midget. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. People can hate on me if they want, or a little person, whatever the the proper terminology is for it these days. And yeah, his arms are huge, and he could probably kick my ass. But he just looks weird. It's not proportioned right. But John, how could he leave? They, how could they leave off and not vote the right person in there? And it's got to be the hashtag Spanish God Sammy Guevara. One of the best things on AEW every week. I don't know what's wrong with people. Well, I think Sammy lost a lot of favor uh, earlier last year when that whole Me Too thing was going on. What was it he said that was insensitive there years ago on a podcast to somebody? I can't even remember what it was. It was something yeah. about Sasha he wanted, Banks. Yeah, he wanted to rate Sasha Banks at the performance. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. And he was a heel trying to get over. I, I mean, that's the good thing about the wrestling business. You can always be like, oh, I was just being a heel. I was just being a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he went to sensitive training. He's okay now, right, John? Yeah, it's all right. He's back in action. He's feeling better now. All right, we're going to move on. Keith Lee come in second place on that one, which is not a surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys got skills. Uh, now we're going to go to most overrated. Tommy, we're going to come back to you for this one, my dude. Overrated? It has to be Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? That's uh, that's that's who won. But but I'm going to say this, and I don't know if you guys share my sentiments or not, but I'm so freaking tired of the Roman Reigns hate. So tired of it. Why? It's so easy. But he's the best thing going on SmackDown right now. Head of the table? Come on, man. He's the only thing going on on SmackDown right now that's (laughs) worth it. There you go. (laughs) Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. I can't even remember who I voted for. Uh, Roman Reigns won with 32%. Seth Rollins was in second place. And Seth is a tricky one for me because I haven't liked his work since he uh, left the authority a couple years ago. I love Seth Rollins, but it seems like he's just had a bunch of horse shit to deal with. Yeah, uh, he went downhill. It's went downhill a lot with him. I'm going to pass this one on to you, John. Worst weekly show of 2020. There, There cannot be any debate on this one. It's Monday Night Raw. It is definitely Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> oh, How could it not be Monday Night Raw? <laughs> I mean, it's the biggest pile of shit on TV for wrestling right now. Um, it won with uh, the biggest margin out of, out of all the polls uh, with 60% of the votes. Wow, good. Uh, <laughs> second place was Impact with only 12% of the votes. So. 
Best show. And no, Sonny, I doubt it's Impact. What was the best weekly <laughs> show in 2020? All Elite. All Elite Wrestling. You are correct. That is right. See, that yeah. was a tough one because the last two are, are I'd say, be neck and neck. Uh, NXT come in second place. Is that what you was thinking, Tommy? Is that your number yes. two? Yes. Yes. 50% of the votes went to AEW. 25% went to NXT. And I'm not against NXT. By by no stretch of the imagination, but uh, the guys I had on the show in the past, they couldn't seem to understand, or maybe they understood, they just didn't care. But I only got so much time in a week. I can only fit so much wrestling into my arsenal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, NXT is just a real watered-down version of what they used to do. They've gone away from what really got them to the dance with NXT. So that's my opinion, at least on it. And it's repetitive. Uh Uh-oh, we got to go to the chat real quick. My buddy Lyndon, he's upset. Wait, why did we leave off New Japan Wrestling? Did New Japan have a weekly television show in 2020? No, it got cut off right before uh, the pandemic. That's what I thought. Pay attention, Lyndon. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got the film for him in a year, so yeah. Now, I will say this. In some of these polls, I did get a little backlash because certain wrestlers or certain shows or events wasn't on the polls but only had so much room and uh some of them's got some honorable mentions but they didn't win obviously so sorry uh we'll we'll go ahead and move on since i went ahead and talked a little shit to Lyndon. uh we'll go on to uh best feud who we on tommy we back on you yeah best feud of 2020 see this is a tough one for me but I, I would have to say maybe Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. <sighs> okay, you're wrong. It's, it's wow. Adam Cole and Pat that would have been my second one. That was my second one. So you're just talking shit about NXT. What do you mean, Tommy? I was not. <laughs> <laughs> what the what? Come on. Uh, Sonny, Jonathan. Uh, us West Virginia boys, we have um, a, a, a tie with Pat McAfee. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. He played, no, I don't. He played college football at West Virginia University. So, yes. So we've known about old crazy-ass Pat for many years. That's right. Let's get Pat on the show here and let Pat come on the ramble. I've actually talked to him before about doing stuff. This was back before he blew up, though, so he may uh, tell me to kick rocks now. I don't know. We try, though. <laughs> Is that what you picked, uh, Sonny? Or did you have a different pick on that one? I was the lone wolf here, I think, and went with Callahan versus Edwards. I like the viciousness of that feud, and they really work well together, and I can't complain about it at all. What I loved about so much about the McAfee and Adam Cole feud is what I love about wrestling. When they mm-hmm. sprinkle in a little bit of realism with it, like, when when Adam Cole went on Pat McAfee's podcast and yeah. you know they had that big uproar, hell, me as a smart fan, I was like, wait a minute, is that a shoot? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And whenever they could do that to me, I consider that a win in my book. I love getting swerved, absolutely love it. Work mm-hmm. the hell out of me, please. Mm-hmm. Another few that really got underlooked for everybody too, I think, was Bailey and Sasha. They they had a, they were a real bright spot on WWE programming this year, and they mm-hmm. I think they had a tremendous feud, and I think it's still going to be going on in the WrestleMania months, uh, starting back up again soon. 
Uh, the Ramblers agreed with you, man. That was number two. They got 30% of the votes. Adam Cole and McAfee got 39% of the votes. All right. So the only thing, only, yep. my only problem with the Sasha Banks Bailey feud personally is they second guessed herself pulling the trigger on that so many times. It kind of soured me. I'm like, oh, she's going to turn. No, she ain't going to. Oh, she finally turned. I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Too long. Um, but that being said, let's go ahead and keep it moving, guys. Let's uh, go to uh, match of the year. I was surprised that uh, my pick did not win this. I was upset. I don't even know who I'm on anymore. Sonny, is it your turn? I think so. If not, we'll go ahead and let you go anyway. All righty. Ooh, I'm going to go with Inner Circle versus the Elite. See, that's what I was thinking. That was my pick as well. I mean, the first time I watched the match, I was like, this is the stupidest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. But then I watched it again, and I was like, okay. I watched it a third, fourth time, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, there was just so much going on in that match, and it was kind of a one-of-a-kind, standalone idea. Um, notice the Mimosa match is not on here. I fucking hated that shit. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Sonny's wrong and I'm wrong. Tommy, I'm going to let you take a stab at it. What do you think is the winner? Omega Moxley. Uh, no, that was second place with uh, 23% of the votes. So that was my pick. Uh, what about you, John? I would have picked Omega Moxley, but if it's if it's not any of those, I got to say it's probably Jimmy uh, Uso and Roman Reigns. Now, I'm just wondering if you guys are, are, are doing this on purpose so you guys don't have to <laughs> pronounce this guy's name or or, or what. Ilya Dra- uh, Dragonovic. That's the one. <laughs> Thank yep. you. Really? That one. It won with uh, 39, uh, I'm sorry, 23% of the votes. Uh, 38%. I'm sorry. I lied to you. 38% of the votes. Wow. I didn't even I've never watch seen it. Match. I had never seen that match until uh, uh, Eli Brazil. Uh, he's the one that did all these graphics for us here tonight. I, I never seen the match until he brought it up to my attention. And it's a pretty good match. I mean, it's hard hitting. Uh, only thing missing was uh, throw William Regal in there for a, th- a triple threat match. Well, I got to check it out now, especially if Eli recommends it. No doubt about it. I'll definitely check it out because he's got a good record in mind. Absolutely. Right, we got a few more left here, guys. Let's go ahead and keep it moving. Next up on the docket, Tommy, what was the best event in 2020? Royal Rumble. Sonny, do you agree? No. Okay. I'm going to say winter is coming. Winter is coming. I'll tell you what I marked out for winter is coming. When Sting came out and it was snowing. and Yeah, thing, me too. Only thing missing was Jon Snow. Uh, what about you, John? Did uh, you pick either of those or you got a different pick? I picked, winter, I picked winter is coming as well. But if it's not that one, I can probably see it being Revolution. They had a really great card for Revolution. But winter is coming, I think. I was surprised. The one that I voted for won. Royal Rumble. Wow. 21. Um, second place was NXT War Games. Really? I'll tell you, our fans are weird, guys. You got to hold on for the ride. They don't. Uh, they surprise you. Yay, Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> he got one right. We got to give Tommy some credit here. Yeah, he got it right. Yeah. I was wondering if he's gonna get in here or not, but he, he, he surprised us. It was What's that the only one with fans. Sometimes on the frog's ass every once in a while, right? Well, that's exactly right. Hey, this rooster can peck corn if he had to. 
All right. <laughs> All right, John, this one's for you. Who was the biggest breakout star in 2020? My pick has to go for this one. I got to go with Thunder Rosa. I thought she did a tremendous job marketing herself all throughout the year to the different companies and really just getting better at her craft week after week. I got to go with Thunder Rosa. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Don't agree with you, but I respect that. Uh, Sonny, who did you pick? I went with Darby. I'm a sucker for Darby Allen. Uh, I got some takes on Mr. Darby Allen I'll share later on in the show. Tommy Thomason, what about you, old buddy? What'd you pick? Uh, I, I was going to say Darby just because he flew over my head in Orlando one time. Yeah. There you go. I met Darby Allen. We're going to start that again this season? <laughs> well, all of you is wrong. Uh, the one I voted for actually won. It surprised me. Orange Cassidy gets the win, which is deserving. Everybody on yeah. that poster, uh, I felt like, um, made an impact. Even Otis, absolutely. Oh yeah, talk it, baby. I love. I, I like Otis. Otis. I, I like a big Otis fan. I like Otis. All right, and the last one, Sonny, is for you. What was the biggest surprise in 2020? No shocker here. Going with my fellow Canadian Edge. Tommy, do you agree? Yes. John, do you agree? <laughs> I gotta go with Sting. It's it's Sting. Uh, well, it's Edge. Edge is the winner. <laughs> Yay! Uh, that's also what I voted for. Second place was Black Wednesday. I, I was so glad that everybody didn't jump on the wrestling with no crowds vote because that was an easy vote because nobody's seen that coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But th th I, I, yeah. as 2021... And I still can't wrap my head around staying being back in wrestling. This is great. I feel like a kid again. Uh, we knew it was going to happen. There's the Ramblies. Congratulations. Get your shirt on the way out. And yada, 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 yada. We get shirts? No, not you, Tommy. Edge and all them other fellers that won the awards. Doggone it. <laughs> Uh, but guys, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back and talk a little pros and cons, which excites me because I've got a lot of uh, build up um, frustrations, I guess, lack of better words, what you could say. Anyway, we'll be right back. Welcome to Square Circle Burgers. May I take your order? Jack Sanson, is that you? Get on down here now. All right. 
right, guys, it is time to talk pros and cons here on the Royal Ramble. For me, this is my favorite part of the show because I get to find out what my co-host like, what my co-host does not like. I already know, Sonny, your taste is not that good because you're a fan of Impact Wrestling, but I digress. John? Subjective. <laughs> John, I'm going to let you pick. Are we going to start with pros or cons tonight? Let's start with pros. Okay, we are going to start with pros. And for those of you guys tuning in for the first time, the way we do this, I start a 10-minute timer. We throw our pros out, and we got 10 minutes to to get our, our shit in, so to speak. And, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty simple. I'm going to start a timer and go ahead and start it now. So go ahead and get started, whoever would like to start. Let the new guys go ahead. Ladies first, Sonny. All right, my pro. I know it isn't this week, but given that we weren't on air last week, I'm going to say it was Alexa Bliss and the fireball to Randy Orton's face. I could piggyback off of that because one of my pros this week was the the mask and the promo Randy cut at the beginning of Raw. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beautiful. At at first, when I first turned it on, I was like, who the hell is that? Oh, it's Randy Orton. And I, I just thought that was very tastefully done. Hopefully they don't fuck it up. Hopefully they have him wrestle at the Rumble with the mask on, kind of let it marinate for a little while. But that's just my Absolutely. Opinion. Yeah, that was cool. That's Jim Cornette stuff right there, the fireball. That was pretty cool. I did mm-hmm. like that. Double cheese. Double, Double. onion. I got a, my pro of the week is going to be Kenny Omega and what he's been doing all across the wrestling world over the last few weeks. Loving the notoriety that Kenny's bringing to Impact, getting them a little back, a bit of extra exposure. Love the cross-promotional stuff that they're doing. Love the Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone promos on Impact. And I love the Kenny Omega and John Moxley feud. One of the most slept-on and underrated feuds of 2020 and into 2021. I agree. Fair enough. I'm not going to uh, step all over your pro, but there's – I'm still having a hard time with Kenny Omega. I didn't know Kenny Omega until he got to uh, AEW. And I'm not like Corny because Corny's bitter about everything. Corny's bitter about, bitter about everything. But there's just so many little nuances about Kenny Omega that I'm like, stop it. Stop stop, 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 stop doing that. Just quit doing that. And he, he gives the rub to Impact, but I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. I don't know if – what what's Impact going to do for him? I mean, it – for for me, it's kind of taking away some stock from Kenny doing that, which I know ultimately it's not Kenny, it's Tony Khan and all right. that. But I don't know. I'm just I'm anxious to see where it goes because I'm not buying in yet. That's just me though. Uh, and, and where do we think going, end up though? What's the ultimate payoff, Tommy? What do you think? On that, I, I think it's going to help Impact because you got the good brothers over there, and you got Omega, and you got kind of the uh, old Bullet Club together. I mean, Omega's coming out with a Bullet Club T-shirt Saturday night, so uh, maybe he'll get New Japan in on the mix, and then we just have one big show like we should be. Okay. Uh, we mentioned Darby Allen a little bit ago. Uh, one of the pros for me was the amazing ass whooping that he took on Dynamite last week. Good Lord, how's, how's, the, right how's the guy even walking the next day? You know what I mean? He took a that's beating like that. That's just wild. The, the finish, uh, even like that, the surprise finisher with the, the uh, crucifix roll-up, that was uh, 
kind of cool. Like I said, took a beating and then boom, out of nowhere. The believability yeah. makes it hard sometimes because how can we expect that Brian Cage, the jacked up genetic freak that he is, getting beat by a Darby Allen? Yeah, but and kind of saves for the roll up, but I just can't buy into it. Brian Cage would kill him 99.99 times out of 100. Right. It's the David and Goliath, and David won that one. So, yes, he did. But, and if uh, you're a Darby fan like me, you were sitting there worried as all hell that he was going to lose and waiting for that moment. So the fact that it didn't happen was awesome. Mm. Uh, the the booking is right there for sure. Um, you know, I, John, what you were talking about, I kind of take it back to the whole Rey Mysterio comeuppance. Yep. I know it's a different style and all this and that. It is hard to to believe that. You know, they did the weigh-in. I thought that was stupid. Why would you highlight how much larger this man is? Obviously, we can see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and do it a week before the match. Yeah. Not even the night of. He did it the week before. It's like, you know, Darby could have ate a couple cheeseburgers and gained a pound or two or something, you know. He was bulking up to 175 pounds. Right. <laughs> I went uh, John, to Square Circle Burger pros? and got him a burger. What was that, John? I said, do you got any more pros? Uh, I would have to say, too, I think I like the evolution of what Randy Orton's been doing and the whole feud with him and The Fiend. I wasn't a big fan of the gasoline shit. But I think it's paid off really well for him. And I, I really like to see the evolution of Randy Orton's character. Uh, I don't think people give him enough credit for how really good he is. I'm with you 100%. I feel like Randy Orton is one of the one of the most known unsung heroes in professional wrestling and has been for a long time. Uh, he's kind of like, um, like Chris Jericho in a lot of ways. No matter what you give mm-hmm. him, it seems like he makes it work. Uh, I, I was against. I, I'm on the other side with the gasoline and the fire. I love that shit, but that was the old. Pyro yeah, me too. In, that was the old pyro yeah. in me coming out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it makes him more exciting. Go there for a while. It seemed like Randy Orton was boring. Yeah, he was and, going through the motions there for a little while. Huh? Yeah, right. and then uh, here he is working with the fiend, and I think Bray White can make a mop look good. I mean, it's just just amazing how that he man wears can, a mop on his head, don't he? Yeah, John, could you could you grow some dreadlocks then, like Bray? I I I I could rock some dreadlocks. All right, I'm gonna let my hair grow a little longer. I'll show you guys later this season. Yeah, let's see over time. We want to see the long long locks. We'll get it. We'll get it. No, Uh, I'm a little uh little uh less fortunate up top there, but. That's as much locks as you gonna get out of that man right there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. uh I don't think the Ramblers want to see it, but I guess I could put my pubes in some dreadlocks if you really wanted me to. Uh, no, I definitely don't want to see that one. Sonny, oh, no, no. <laughs> you got any more pros? I hope you don't say my pubes and dreadlocks. Absolutely not. Okay, cool. Um, another moment I liked this week was on Being the Elite and watching the Dark Order. Um, their bit was hilarious yet again. I think that's why maybe we saw John Silver get as many votes. He's over on being the elite like no one else. And it's nice to see after they were grieving the loss of Brody Lee that they're kind of regrouping and still having fun with it. So that was a feel-good moment for me. Fair enough, fair enough. I I don't want to sound like a heartless bastard, 
but how long does this go on? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not being a dickhead saying that. Some people may take it as that, but, you know, I, I appreciated the, the, the show they had where they, uh, you know, put uh, John Huber over. That was amazing. And they're giving mm-hmm. his boy the contract and the belt. And I, I just hope they don't ride it out too long. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's only there for what six months, seven months, and we got a um, we got a minute and a half, guys. I got to throw a couple hot ones out real quick. I'm I'm so glad Nakamura's babyface again. Now I get to sing to his song when he comes to the ring. Ric Flair with Lacey Evans. I think that's very interesting. I'm anxious to see where they're going to go with it. Gilberg versus Bernard from Santa Claus on Raw last night. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious to me. I popped. <laughs> me and my sons were watching it. We cracked up. And then the last pro I have written down is, uh, I hope I pronounced her name right, Tay Conti. Is that her name? Yep. Uh, Tay Conti or Tay Conti? Tay Conti, like whatever. That. Her willingness to share her lower half with us with that lackluster ring attire she wore i really appreciate that <laughs> 30 seconds guys if you got them throw them out i'm just trying to figure out why we talked about that last part uh oh you gotta look that up <laughs> i have to load that one up where, where was that at that was right there in my living room <laughs> <laughs> yes it was it was uh been when I was that, on was tour. that was AEW, wasn't it Is that, yeah that's where they were at wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. okay I know which one you talk about now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, guys, well, time's up. That's all the time we have for pros this week. Uh, Ramblers, I see you in the comments there. I'm sorry we cannot get to you right now. We got a lot to get to tonight. I see you in there, and I appreciate you chiming in. Uh, Lyndon, Ben Cliff. Uh, ben Cliff? Ben Cliff's in here. Cody Green's in here. Uh, Kenny Dunn. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in, coming back with us. Uh, now it's my favorite time, and I'm going to start this one. This is the, <laughs> the weekly cons, and boy, oh, boy, do I have some stuff to talk about. Uh, for starters, I'm going to pick on Eddie Kingston. I've heard of this guy for a long time. They don't know who he was, and I finally watched him wrestle last week, and I was not impressed. Um, to me, he looks like a hometown indie wrestler that works at the local grocery store. Uh, his facials I thought was overdone in the ring maybe if they get him in there and give him a little bit more time to shine maybe I'll feel differently but I was not impressed at all I'm probably the minority but that's just how I felt and, and he was like one of the top 10 wrestlers like number 10 in the top 10 wrestlers of 2020 did you see that no I did not see that but John are you a fan of Eddie Kingston you know Eddie's got a good story he's got good mic skills but you can only take him in doses, in my opinion. He's a guy that's never really stayed long at certain places because I think he gets stale on people. And it's hard for me to take him serious when I see him in that spirit squad costume coming out to the ring. Too. It's just, it, it turns me off of him a little bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sonny, are you a fan of Eddie? I am of his promo work for sure. He can cut a promo like nobody else in this what business about that right dad now. Body? You like that dad body got right? I don't. You know what? I really wish that he had this opportunity that he would have gotten in better shape. Like this is a huge opportunity for him and he's not presenting well at all. But I mean, in impact, he was used mostly as a mouthpiece for LAX. And <laughs> that's kind of where I see him still. 
I remember when he first came on uh, Impact, it was like, uh, like James Storm, and I forgot who the other guy was. And some guy that we don't know his name when they had the masks on. I can't remember what part that was. Number yeah. 15, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, John, what was the con for you this week, my friend? I'll tell you, I got to go with anything that they're doing with The Miz and John Morrison is the most cringy shit in the world to me. And I'm a fan of The Miz. I always have been a supporter of him. But this stuff is a 15-minute waste of fucking time multiple times a week. It's just absolutely dreadful stuff. The money in the bank shit they're doing with them is the worst. It's embarrassing. I, I can't believe they put this shit out there sometimes. I can't disagree with you because I love the Miz and hell I, I've enjoyed a lot of uh, Morrison's work through the years. Yeah. But this whole say the, say the thing when I say it, dumb shit. I hate that. The Miz deserves so much more because whenever they had him on top working with John Cena, I thought he was great. You know, I kind of felt like he was going to be the next JBL and next thing you know, they pushed him back down the card again. I don't get it, but uh, you know what a complete waste of time is is raw talk and smack talk uh, i haven't watched them i don't have that kind of time uh, on my hands tommy uh, 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 you don't need to watch them that that's like the bornest programs that uh wwe puts out is that proper english bornest <laughs> how you spell bornest <laughs> Uh, hey, it's rooster talk. You should know you, you're that. You're making us West Virginia boys look bad, Tommy. Come on now. You got to enunciate, son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did I mention I'm glad you got the show back for me, buddy? Oh, hey, I'm glad I got it back for you, buddy. Yeah, me too, man. All so, right, what's the call for you buddy. this week? Impacts hard to kill. The hard whole to watch, you mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> For someone who covers Impact every week on Cheap Heat and Cheap Pops, oh, my God. Like, you make me regret my decision there. Terrible. I tried to watch some uh, some, uh, some of the Hard to Kill. I think a lot of it for me, which I always go back to with Impact, and I can't help it, but I've been spoiled. Uh, nothing against indies at all, but it's got an indie production value to it. Mm. It's, yes, it's it not, does. It's not... It's not as crisp as it could be. You know what I mean? That's because well, I don't and... have just us production. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I think, too, at Hard to Kill was the first time that they used piped-in audio. That was really distracting. That was really distracting. I don't know why they went with it there. They didn't need it. They haven't been using it the whole time since COVID, so... That was really frustrating. The send-off to Ethan Page was terrible. You didn't um, like the Karate Man? I like Karate Man, but, I mean, that was so cheesy. It was too cheesy. And then he gets his heart ripped out. Like, for someone who was a good draw for Impact as part of the North, that's a terrible send-off, especially when you give the Rascals, like, a special match and they get to like go backstage with them and celebrate their moment. So Why he, the used, to be, he used to be in the page. North? He used to be in the North? Yes. So now yes. is he going to the South? I think so. Okay. I think the whole show went to the South. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that was the last straw for me. I was watching that and the Karate Man bullshit go across there and I was like, no, nah, I can't do this right now. 
So you didn't uh, see the Omega match then? Yeah, I did. I, I watched it, and um, I mean, like like I r- r- mentioned earlier, I don't see what somebody mentioned in the chat. It might have been Lyndon said they were sharing talent, yada yada. I've been against sharing talent for a long time. We used to talk about it here on the show about uh, them working with New Japan and Impact, and I think AEW don't need to work with these other promotions. They need to be standalone promotions. But then again, at the same time, you get that shock value, like Don Callis coming in, Kenny Omega turning heel and him shagging ass out of the building. You don't get that. But, I mean, I could go on and on about that. I'm not going to. But I see this as Omega doing Callis a favor because they are personal friends. That's because Don Callis got some pictures of Omega back in the day. And he said... (laughs) What about for a good one? I got to go with the AEW women's division and that last match between Abaddon and um, Hikaru Shida. I mean, Um, that's not been in the past week. You know, Sonny did that earlier also. I'll give it to you guys, but you're right. That was last week, wasn't it? I hate it because, was it last week? Yeah, Yeah, I think it was last week. I think so. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. But, you're right. I mean, I I, I want to like Avedon because I like her character. Mm-hmm. But he'll learn how to work first and then come back. I don't know what they're doing over there. And they have great trainers over there to teach them. And I know they said that Dustin uh, Rhodes has been working with them. And, of course, everybody knows his pedigree. But it's like they take one step forward and five steps back often with the women's division over there. I love they, that Paul, that Paul Edmund song. That's my just, favorite. The rest is just trash. It's terrible. You're right. And I was hoping that they were going to put a highlight on the women's division and make it shine the way it could shine. Cause there's a lot of great women wrestlers out there, but I don't know. I, I could go AEW honestly does have one of the best women's wrestlers in the world with Hikaru Shida over there. And right. she's tremendous, but the supporting cast around boring, her. Boring, boring. Well, uh, I, bet I, you, like I bet you like uh, Riho too. Don't so you? do I. No, no, I don't like Riho. She can stay in stardom and never come back. <laughs> oh, God. No, thank you. Um, I like Abaddon. I don't know. I, I was a fan of her from the beginning. I like her. Did you meet her too, Tommy? No, not yet. Oh. Give me time. Uh, we well, got much time left. Me. I'm going to throw a couple more out real quick. I'm kind of indifferent about the Oscar Alexa thing. I'm still unsure why they didn't put. Nikki Cross and Alexa's character in her position right now. I feel like that would have been a lot more entertaining. Nothing against Alexa. I love Alexa, but she doesn't mm-hmm. need that. Nikki Cross needs something right now. It pisses me off that you got NWA women's champ Serena Deeb on Dynamite. Why don't we have Nick Aldis on Dynamite? Damn it. If we're going to share talent, let's do it right. I say it yeah, probably he only comes did the He only did the one All Elite event so far, and that was the initial one. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um... But yeah, that's that's the uh uh oh. That's the cause in a nutshell, guys. Did you ding? Oh yeah, you dinged. I dinged. I dinged. Uh now it's time to take your pill, John. I gotta take my pill now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh now is a segment we call worker shoot here on the Royal Ramble. Uh John Yay. and Sonny, I'll share with you guys. I don't know if you guys have seen it in the past. I will read you guys a piece of an article. 
And your job is to tell me if it's a work or if it's a shoot. Sounds since good. We're, since we're running short on time this week, I'll go ahead and skip the intro piece and we'll go straight into it. Work or shoot. Brock Lesnar seems to have some very close friends and relatives outside of that. He's not too interested in human contact. He has his wife, Sable, his children, and Paul Heyman, and that may very well be for the best. Uh, despite that assumption a few years back, Brock attended a local event named Street Dance. While buying some drinks from a bar, a gentleman entered and claimed the drinks Lesnar bought were his. Things escalated, and the guy tried to hit Brock with one of the drinks. Big mistake. What happened exactly is still unclear, but Lesnar admitted that he managed to defuse the situation by putting the unruly local to sleep. Whether that was via choking him out or knocking him out remains a mystery. We're going to take one more quick commercial break. You guys think about it. When we come back, I want you to tell me if that's a work or if that's a shoot. Gavin Ward can take care of your real estate needs, including loan closings, title searches, and deed preparation. Gavin also specializes in landlord-tenant matters and estate planning. Josh Miller has the experience and skills needed to handle your personal injury or wrongful death case, including car, truck, and motorcycle accidents. He will fight for you. If you're in debt and considering bankruptcy, Gavin and Josh will guide you through the bankruptcy process. Two lawyers, one office, for all your legal needs. Gavin Ward and Josh Miller. Call us today. All right, guys, before we start the weekly three, oh my gosh, where's John? What have I done? We lost him. What have I done? I got to fix this. I gotta back fix this. to the old tricks again, Covey. He's not even in the chat. He left. Where are you oh going, John? Goodness. There he comes. Hey, there he Where is. Where are you going, bro? We ain't done yet. I know. It was, I got bounced out somehow. I guess uh, somebody uh, out there in Rambleland didn't like your uh, pros and cons and decided to hack you and get you the hell off the show. Wouldn't be the first time. Probably won't be the last. Anyway, before we get started with the weekly three guys, Tommy, was that a work or shoot? I say the dude would have to call Gavin Ward because it's a bang bang, baby. John, do you agree? Is that a work or is that a shoot? That's a shoot 100%. No doubt about it. I definitely can see that happening. Sonny? It's a work. Oh, Sonny. You just had to go against the grain, didn't you? We almost had a, a three mm-hmm. for three here on the show. It's, it's a, that it's ever a, happened? It's a, Not today. It's a shoot. It's definitely a shoot. I don't know what the hell guy was thinking. I don't care if they were my drinks. I'd be like, here, Mr. Lesnar, I got you some drinks. Yeah. Yeah, pay for them. <laughs> Here's my ATM card and my PIN number so you can go over and t- take out some money, sir. Right, exactly. Wow. <laughs> you know what type of dumbass you have to be to go do that to Brock Lesnar? Like, <laughs> gotta rip your head off, like, right off your shoulders if he wants to. The guy's been that probably guy. deadlifted a thousand pounds since he's 16 years old out in the farm. Like, that's just dumb. He, he deserves the ass. He, he must have already had plenty of drinks before that round come up. That's the only thing I can figure. Yeah, yeah. Probably. All right, guys, it's time for the weekly three where I throw out three different uh, topics for the week. And we discussed briefly here on the show. Number three this week apparently, Bruce Pritchard has rubbed some people the wrong way again. For Christmas, he gave the writing team in the WWE Amazon gift cards, but that is not the issue. Apparently, he gave them to them in a Something to Wrestle card with their logo on it. For people that do not know, Bruce Prichard is currently the head writer in the WWE, and he also has a podcast with Conrad Thompson called Something to Wrestle. Is it fair that the WWE has banned all third-party ventures for WWE superstars, and then you have to 
And then you have your head writer passing out gift cards in an envelope advertising his third-party venture. Zelina Vega just got fired because of it. Tommy, do you think that the WWE is being hypocritical about doing this, or, or are we looking too much into this? I think WWE's hypocritical on a bunch of stuff, but I mean, you know, Bruce doing that, especially having his own podcast. I mean, John Cena, when he does a movie, he's got to give uh, Vince uh, a certain percentage of the movie money. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right. They are hypocritical in so many different ways, but at the same time, I remember when Bruce Pritchard came in to back to the WWE in his contract, he said, hey, I'll come back, but I get to keep doing my show. So in that regard, you know, I can't really be mad at the WWE or Bruce Pritchard. Now, if he's actually bringing his card to work, I'm like, hey, guys, check this out. Check this out. This is my show here on the side. Maybe yeah. you could say something about that. Uh, you know, they, they call that soliciting, right? You solicit right. your job and another job. But that's just my take. Uh, but we the, could, the thing, what was that girl? I can't think of her name now. Vega, the girl that Zelina got Vega. fired. Yeah, Zelina Vega. Yeah. I mean, she was using her shoot name for the fans only thing. I mean, they don't that, have the right said, to her still real to me, name. brother. Well, they act like they own people because look, they're doing this in their off duty time. They're doing a Twitch stream right. under their name, which is their real name or whatever they chose. They don't own the rights to somebody's life outside of there. This is Twitch streaming, YouTube channels, and basic things that they're trying to supplement their income with because they're independent contractors per the WWE contract. How can you dictate to them what these people should do on their own Twitch and YouTube and basic things that they're doing for their own business because they're independent contractors? Uh Lyndon wanted to chime in here. He said she used Zelina Vega for her Twitch and her Twitter. I, I'm I'm with you 100%, John, what you're saying there, because I get the WWE's perspective, but at the same time, you know, you don't own these people. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to use their shoot name, there should be no problem at all. But, I mean, shouldn't people be mad at Bruce? You can't be mad at Bruce for negotiating his contract then. No, and I, no. I'm, I'm pretty positive. He's not. He's the person that's not dictating these bans on third party stuff. So he's been doing that forever. I, this isn't him dictating it, and he gave him a gift with an accident of putting it on something to wrestle stuff. I think it was an accident. They're lucky enough the guy all gave him all gifts. Uh, our buddy Cody Green's got a good point here. He said WWE has that likeness stuff probably in their contract language. You're right. I mean. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's it's kind of you know this could be a big shitstorm if they really push the issue because it's kind of like the NCAA not letting college kids make money even if it's not got anything to do with the sport they're playing in. You know what I mean? Right. But, yep. Let's go ahead yeah, and keep I mean it moving. Let's go ahead and keep it moving. We can stay there forever if we want to. Uh, number two this week. I don't know if you guys seen this. Virgil yeah. has a video out on Twitter where he was advertising his cameo. His balls were hanging out during the video. This likely was not an accident because the caption said this, and I quote, I love at book cameo. It's always a ball of fun. I'm never a dick like other celebs. So here's a tip. Don't hog all of me and give your loved ones a special day and grab a piece of my beef. I always stay ahead of the curve. 
Book me today. Sonny, do you want to book a cameo with Virgil's Vincent? Oh, hell to the no. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Who wants to see that? I, I don't know why he's trying to have me give my family that. You know what I'm saying? Right? He's saying he's, saying he's not a dick. He's wrong on that, too. Oh, is he a dick, yeah. Tommy? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I worked a show, gosh, somewhere up north. And I was like, hey, can I have a picture with you? He said, picture for a picture. So what do you mean? He says ten dollar for a picture. So I had to buy a picture for I had a picture with him. Wow! I support Virgil. I'm a member of the Meat Sauce Mafia, folks. <laughs> oh dear. Represent. Wow. Now I, I used to like you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's all good. Virgil will haggle money out out of all of us at a show someday again. I'm sure. Oh, I guarantee it. That's what Virgil does. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and keep it moving, guys. Number one this week on the weekly three. Ryback has caused a shitstorm in quoting a tweet from WWE. Their tweet said, who was the best WWE superstar to not be world champion? He responded with the belt is a prop. Nobody wins or earns the championships. They are given to them, yada, yada, yada. Although I agree to an extent, Mark Henry took offense to that and had a lot to say about it, and they've been going back and forth for days. Too much for us to touch on right now. John, what do you think about this? I mean, obviously we all know it's a work, but is that a slap in the face to the business, saying that publicly, if you're a, a wrestler in the business? I don't think so. Mark, Mark Henry is a, is a freaking drama queen about it. Thanks so much. He's one of the most cringy podcast hosts out there. I've never been a huge fan of Mark anyways, but no, I, come on. This is year 2021 right now. If people don't know that wrestling is fake and that is a prop, I don't know what to say. It, it's a prop. Is it a real belt that they're winning because they actually had a real competition against somebody? It's scripted. It's fun. It's entertaining. Come on, Mark. Get get, get the stick out of your ass and just knock the shit off now. And he, he's, his comments to Ryback back were just terrible. But Ryback gets a lot of heat on himself for a lot of things too, so... I don't know. It's it's an interesting battle between two very hard to like people. Fair enough. Sonny, do you agree with that? I tend to think it is somewhat disrespectful. Ryback will do anything to keep his name in the news. And that's what I feel he's doing here. He's just trying to provoke someone to get some coverage. He's delusional. He thinks he had a bigger and better career than he did. And I could care less what he thinks or what he has to say. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a fan of his run until it was because at first I was like oh, look at this Goldberg wannabe but then when he was doing the, the stuff with CM Punk um, and then uh, with the shield and all that I enjoyed it and then he left or whatever and then I looked into you know him as an individual and I was like this guy's a, a putz <laughs> this guy's a dick yeah. Yes, he is. Guys, that's about all the time we have for today. We've actually been here longer than I'd planned. Uh, we're going to try to keep right. these shows down to an hour. I thought we did very well today. Sorry I was rushing you guys along. But, you know. It's all good. No worries at all. Uh, before we get out of here, go. Uh, next week on the show, I'm excited. Uh, next week, we are going to be discussing what was the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. Uh, there's a lot of great ones out there hell somebody may pick last year's i don't know uh but i'm excited to get everybody's take next week on the show 
we will be discussing that as lo- as well as our pros and our cons and and everything else going on in the wrestling world once again thank you eli for your amazing uh artwork bro you always do a great job uh and we really appreciate you but did you notice like the the rumble last year how the center field camera looked really good did you shoot on the center field camera last year tommy yes i did because you know they had it at the astro stadium right right Eat on track in on that one Lyndon childers is hating on me here he says man look don't leave out the stuff with tom and kenny omega concerning bc and the elite that's is this that's one instance uh Lyndon, where i am hopeful that new japan and all elite wrestling is working together uh i noticed you know back to what we was talking about earlier kenny omega wearing the bullet club shirt on hard to watch saturday <laughs> i didn't think they could do that i say where they just tried to, they just trademarked too sweet aew did mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't know, clubs in new japan yep hey and, james, and every uh, west Virginia- james luca i hope i pronounced that right it's first time people in the show i enjoyed it cheers hey man yeah, thanks for yeah. tuning in and watching with us bro thank you james yeah, that's awesome. awesome that's a local thunder bay Thanks. guy thunder bay represented. Shut up, jimmy yes uh next week ramblers when we don't have as much going on i will have the phone lines open so if you guys really want to get your shit in you can call us up and ramble live right here with us if you guys are listening on the podcast come over here check us out every tuesday on facebook live at 705 where we will be rambling about some shit Tommy, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here, buddy? Yeah, just uh, glad to be back here live on on the Ramble. You know, be sure to get your your Roscoe merchandise, uh, your dolls, your cards, and all that good stuff. Got to push at. And, oh, and Ramble no third party sales there on the show, pal. Oh shoot, but yeah, you know. <laughs> That's cool, Tommy. That's cool, Sonny. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Just so thankful to be here. Thanks for having me. And let's go down this rabbit hole together. All right, it's going to be fun. I don't know where the hell we're going, but we're going together, by God. Absolutely. John, I'm not even going to begin to talk about all the stuff you got going on. You're more than welcome to put your podcast over and everything you got going on there. Sonny, I know you are part of his network. You do a, a couple different reviews throughout the week also. So uh, if you have any other final thoughts other than that, John, throw them out, man. But tell these people where they can find you and check you out, bro. Yeah, if you guys are on Twitter and you want to check out our, my Twitter page over there, it's at CH Heat Pops on Twitter. We have a great podcast called Cheap Heat and Cheap Pops, and it's three different people, Sonny, myself, and our other partner, Chris, and we're rocking it out there almost six days a week, sometimes seven we hit, depending upon the content. So if you like wrestling, if you like other stuff, if you like a place where you can come and just have fun, listen to a show from fans, we – we, we, we're longtime fans, all of us, and we have fun. We bring a lot of different stuff. We got AEW weekly reviews. We got Sunny's Impact. She's our Impact president. She knows everything about it. She does Poor our in the Elite. I know. Well, she loves it. I though. love she's it. So good. Yes. She's got the best Impact show out there with us, guys. I could keep going on. We also do Monday Night uh, Nitro. We're watching along for the beginning of the Monday Night Wars all the way to the end. So come out and check it out. It's called Cheap Heat and Cheap Pops. We appreciate it. And I thank you for the opportunity, John, to come on here with you and Roscoe and Sonny and on all the Ramblers. The Royal Ramble is awesome, man. It's great to be here. We're going to have a lot of fun. 
We really so is she the one fan that AEW said that watches the show? I, that would be me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I wish she talked about Callahan and uh, that, that few. It's like, well, nobody watches it. Nobody, you know, could watch that, man. The people who know, know. Uh, okay. All right. I, I'll give you perks that, on that. That's, that's a Canadian there thing, Tommy. Canadians are, are infamous for being too kind and putting over shitty wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and drinking moosehead and saying a right. Yeah. Uh, one more thing before we get out here, guys. My son is right over here watching. Uh, Jonah, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see it or not, but check out John's room there. He's got look at all the uh, yeah, that, that's that? cool. Oh yeah, tell him he hears something in his yard. Hey, John. He said if you hear something in your yard or in your house, it's not him stealing your wrestlers. So don't be alarmed. Yeah. It, I got security systems in this room because there's way more to this room that I can show the Ramblers anytime they want to see, but nobody's getting in, in here between my German Shepherd and my other security system. So tell him good luck. He, he's got to be pretty crafty to get in here. Uh, <laughs> It'll be Cribs Rambler style. Back to Lyndon here real quick. He says, John Covey Cole doing a plug here. Go check out my page for Life with Lyndon podcast. There you go, buddy. Next one I might charge you for. I like it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If you guys are listening on uh, your podcast, give us a review. Uh, if you don't like it, fine, whatever. Tell your friends you don't like it. Tell them why you don't like it. And then call me and tell me why you don't like it, and I'll tell you you're being an asshole. Yep. Every Tuesday, live on Facebook, 705, guys. You can catch us there. I guess that's it, guys. I guess that's all the time we have for today. This is sad. It's not sad, Tommy. We're going to be back next week, buddy. Okay. All right. Now you got me cheered up now. Okay. All I'm right. Good. Cool. Uh, well, Sonny's got to go. She got to go watch that shitstorm of a wrestling show. It's coming on. Yeah, I do. Probably on right now. Recording it. Okay. <laughs> I got <guys>, Sonny <laughs> Salem, Tommy Thomason, Jonathan Wangland. I'm John Cubby Cole, guys. Till next week, Ramblers. Ramble on. You guys can find us live every Tuesday at 7.05 Eastern Standard Time over on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. Royal Ramble 304 on any of those platforms that you can find us. Make sure you guys give us a five-star review. And as always, ramble the hell on. <laughs>